We're honored today to have Whit Bass with us again. Whit was here Friday night for the Band of Brothers meeting, and I understand that went very well. And Whit and Hannah and the family, all the family have been here a couple of times. Did you, did, is the, did the record ever get finished? Okay. She cut a record in Sean Pody's studio. I don't know why I don't have a copy of it, but... Uh, Sean or somebody, but uh, but anyway, it's always good. Wit is a Louisianian, I guess you could say it that way. And just to set the record straight, I get asked this every week. You're from Louisiana, aren't you? Well, I guess sometimes I wear that big old LSU shirt, and they think so, but no. But we live down there long enough that we think we we have some roots there. We do have Nate and Sindler with us today, with others visiting. Because sitting next to Sindel is our most recent high school graduate, Rainy Lynn. As of Friday, as of yesterday morning, actually. And, uh, and so I'm blaming Nate and Sindel and Witt for bringing the humidity. We didn't have any humidity till y'all got here. So you, if you think you know what humidity is, go to Louisiana. I can tell you about some, some humidity. It's nothing. This is nothing. Anyway. Wit is a man with a word. He's a he's a man with an anointing. Uh, is it, is the website still? He still rescues. dot com. If you want to know more about their ministry, uh, and so I'm going to invite Wit to come, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you through what he's got to say and do. Um, and uh, come, Wit, and take your liberties. We left some chairs. Open up front in case he wanted to jump up in them and jump over them or something. Thank you, brother. Wow. Feels like home to me. It really does. Feels like home being with you all. Hmm. For those of you who are joining us by uh, Internet, my prayer for you is that you you will get all that you would get if you were here. You won't miss a single thing. And you and you say, well, is that really possible? I think so. I think even after this goes out, and those of you here are not watching live, I think you'll you'll be able to to receive from the Lord. Whatever God does today, you'll receive from the Lord. One of the things I want to share right out of the gate is a story to hopefully maybe kind of back that up a little bit. Um, you know, in Louisiana, like Larry said, um, in Louisiana, there there's a lot of need, as there is here, you know, all over. And so I've been with Convoy of Hope, and uh, we've been handing out food to folks who are in need. And I mean, like... Uh, he mentioned how hot it is. Can I tell you, he is right on the money. We're out in the heat, and and people are dry. We're not in there because of COVID. People are staying in their vehicles, and so we're ministering to people while they're in their vehicles and they're driving through the food line. Um, Convoy provides the food. Convoy of Hope is a disaster relief ministry, and um, so 
we used to do these outreaches, but now we have this drive-through thing, and, and the Lord just the Lord shows us as we go. Y'all, y'all understand that, don't you? As we're, He's showing us now how to navigate as we go. We don't always know this is how we should do it until we just step into it, right? Sometimes we just got to step out there and step into what God is doing, and He's changing, and He's but changing us. Not He's not changing Himself, but we have to be ready to change and to move. So there was a gentleman that came through. I, I didn't remember him, but I remembered his voice. His name was David. It's in Tallulah, Louisiana, just last Friday. Brother, it was hot. I'm going to tell you, it was hot. All capital letters, H-O-T, hot. <laughs> and we, we were trying to wear a mask and be sensitive to people, and they would be wearing masks. And this man, David, I, I recognized his voice, and I got to thinking to myself, I thought, how, how do I know this guy? Well, he was a spouse of a hospice patient that I had ministered to years years back, maybe five years ago, you know. And I, and I just began to speak healing to his back. Twelve years after a heat stroke, he's been in constant pain. Can I tell you, this is one of many stories. This is not the only, I mean, I'm not, and I don't have time to tell you all the stories. I really don't, honestly, of all the stories of what God is doing in the earth right now. But the Spirit of God got on that man. And he sat there and he wept in the presence of God. He received, he received, I mean, he just, it's, it's beautiful. I said, are you, is the pain gone? He'd just sit there and he'd, he couldn't even speak. He was just under the presence of God. I didn't touch him. I tell that story for those of you here at home. I don't have to be in your home because I'm not doing anything anyway. I'm simply a vessel. Have no superpowers of myself. But I serve the ultimate superpower, Jesus Christ. And he's called us to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. Y'all feel that today? Well, I feel that. The title of my message is, You Were Born for This Hour. Think about that for a moment. We were just talking about this. We're, we're in uncharted waters. We're in unprecedented times. But we were the ones who were born for this time. Some of you are thinking, wow. <laughs> but think about the opportunity that we get to have to speak. You don't have to even be in front of someone to speak, to declare. How was the world formed? God what? He spoke it. He spoke it. Before I get into my message, um, I did want to just mention Friday night, the men that were here, we were here for 6.30 to 10. It was a powerful night. And we didn't set out to be here till 10, I can assure you. But every man that was here received prayer. Uh, we had a seat right there and we prayed for the men, and the men took turns praying. I, I like to see men and women, I like to see people become equipped to be the hands and feet and mouth and heart and eyes of Jesus. Brother, 
I can be out there sharing Christ with people by myself, and I might, I might can win five to six, seven to Christ. But if I have a team around me and I'm equipping them, we get into the teens. The 14 people got saved last Thursday in Tallulah. And so I did a little quick training. And by the way, I've got a box. Uh, hand me that box right there, Aaron Sophia. My other daughter, Aaron Sophia, my trusty little helper. So I, Sophia wanted me to come and talk to the men about um, evangelism. And so I put together a little uh, pamphlet right here. It's very, I, I mean, like very first one. So it's gonna, it, it'll evolve some more, I'm sure. But that's my first one, and I have a, and I had bracelets ordered. They're, they're going to show up at Phil's house. Who knows when? They're supposed to be there Friday. <laughs> but I'm going to leave some of these with you guys, and I have these on my webpage as well. Um, if you're at home and you don't, you can't get a paper copy, I'll have what they have. It's still in rough version. But anyway, it's just a, a way to know how to pray for people. And that's what the Lord's been showing me. It's just it, when people are coming through the line. And, and, and really, my heart is just becoming alive to, to the need of people. I mean, on my way here, I stopped in uh, Dreamland Barbecue in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Got to minister to four employees right there. Uh, and really get to pray with folks and a lady recommitted her life and confessed her sin and said, I, I'm glad you told me that what I was doing was wrong. She offered, she actually asked me to pray for her about something and it was something that wasn't lining up with God's word. And I was like, ma'am, maybe you should put this over here on this side of that that you're asking about. And, um, gondola house. How you say that, Phil? Gondola. We ministered to a waiter there last night, and Roddy had given me a Bible from some Bibles that they had received from a, a dear friend, and I was able to bring a Bible in there after offering to share Christ, and, and, and it was the, the young man was in shock, in shock that I would give him a brand new Bible. Beautiful. I mean, you know, we we receive a blessing to do what? To be a blessing. I want my hands that when God puts pours into me, that they flow. It just flows wherever, I mean, wherever I'm at, I want to be the tabernacle, right? I'm not a tabernacle. I am a tabernacle. I'm, I'm a place where I host the very presence of God. I'm not that Old Testament tabernacle like a box, but I'm a body. And I host the very presence of God. So wherever I'm at, I want to bring order. I want to bring um, peace. I, I want to bring love. I, I want to bring change. I don't want to, you know, it's so easy for us to be filled with fear in this day. It, that's what we're coming up against. And I, I, I want you to understand this is not in any way condemnation because I have to fight it myself. And one of the ways I do that is, is I, I'm very careful about how much media I take in every day. If I listen to too much media, I will feel myself being pulled in the wrong direction. There's one voice that I want to hear right now. Somebody needs to hear this because I'm feeling this real strong. There's one voice that I really want to hear right now in my life. And it's the voice of God. I want to hear his voice. If he says to me, you go, I want to go. I want to respect everyone wherever I'm going. But I want to go. I want to be his hands, his feet. I was recently asked to go into an apartment complex in Monroe, Louisiana. There's been eight deaths in about a month and a half. Eight. Will you come and pray with our employees? Will you come and pray with some of our residents who have lost a child or loved ones? 
walking into this. I had many people praying for me because I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bold, but, you know, hey, bold has a limit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need some prayer support here. I'm going into this thing and I don't know what, I mean, these bullets fly all the time in this apartment complex. Go in and we get to minister to an employee and I took an African American pastor with me. We go in and, and then we go in to minister to the residents, the ones who've been left behind, lost loved ones and these children are not used to seeing a man like me in their apartment complex. It felt like I was walking in a refugee camp in Africa because I've been there. I got down on my, I did the same thing I do when I go to Africa. I got down on my knees and these children began to rub their hands. They, they were fascinated with my hair because my hair looks different than theirs. They begin to rub their fingers through my hair and they just begin to embrace me. I'm not advocating you do that. I know, but I know about, I really, I understand the social distancing, but that's what I felt led to do in that moment. I hugged those children. I held them. It was amazing. I wanted them to feel the love of Christ. The mother, we, we, the lost child, we prayed with her. The tears just flowed down her face. So they've, they're asking me to come back again. Another one has been killed. Another person, would you come back again? Would you come back again? So I covet your prayers for me, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put myself out there. I really, I just am. This is my conviction. I'm not trying to put this on anybody else, but I'm just gonna put myself out there. I am. That's just what he's, who I am. So I covet your prayers for me, um, in this day and in this hour. So in Exodus, we're going to look at Exodus. I'm going to get my water. Exodus and Numbers. We're going to take a look at Moses to open up. And I'm not going to read you all the verses because it's quite a few. So I'm going to do my best to just kind of touch on the point that I'm going to bring out about Moses. But I want you to know where the reference is. You can go back and read it and uh, check me. Make sure I told you. Right. Uh, Larry, I heard a message on Moses from Global Awakening, uh, Randy Clark and their web page and I mean their, uh, their Facebook page. So I'm confessing that I, I wasn't, this was not my original. I didn't get this on my own is why I say that. I want to give credit where credit's due. I think Krista was the young lady who, who, Smith maybe who, who I heard speaking on this and it really, really was a, a good word. So, Moses, if you remember, the Lord wanted him to speak. And what was his response? I'm not what? Eloquent of speech. I can't do it, Lord. Um, So the Lord chose Aaron. In verse 14 of chapter 4, we'll go back to verse 13. Moses says, Oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. So Moses hands over to Aaron what the Lord was going after in his life. 
Did you know that I believe that the Lord was going after Moses' insecurity, his most insecure place? He didn't feel confident in his ability to speak, and God was going after that in that moment. But he yielded to Aaron instead. Moses did. Jump over to Exodus 17. The people were thirsty. Moses had been given a rod, a staff, a symbol of authority. The Lord told Moses, take that rock, strike, take that staff, strike that rock, and there will be water for the people, and there will be water for their livestock. And that's, that's what went down, you remember, right? They actually got to drink of the water. Now let's move on over to Numbers 20, if you're following along. Numbers chapter 20. Very similar situation. Um, there was no water for the congregation. Beginning in verse 2. And they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And they were quarreling. I mean, they were, they were making Moses and Aaron nervous. They were getting upset. And God tells Moses in verse 8, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother. And they get this next word. Tell. The rock. Everybody say the word tell. Yeah. Tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. Now, what is different? I kind of gave you a big hint. What is different in this passage versus the other passage where they took the staff or and the rod? What was the difference? Striking versus what? Telling. Speaking. Telling. Striking. In verse 10, Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly. And the congregation drank and their livestock and the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. Pretty steep penalty there. Moses had been the deliverer. You were speaking about deliverer. He, he had been chosen as the instrument of God to be a deliverer. He struck the rock. He didn't speak to the rock. Seems so... In some ways, you could say, this doesn't seem like a big deal. It was, though, wasn't it? It was a big deal. He didn't speak to it. Can I ask you a question? What is for us today in this hour? This hour that we were born for. What to us are we wanting to keep striking? For you and I, what do we want to strike when God says, speak? When God says declare, when God says tell, what do we keep striking? God's saying, speak to your rock. Don't keep striking your rock. Now, that passage was from Moses. I get that. But I believe there's something we can take from that today. God is a now God. He's in the now. And he's speaking today to you and I right in this moment. He's a now 
Father. And we have to be in sync with the Lord to hear His voice so that your soul may live. Be that vessel to make declarations, to speak. I um, I read a book by Tim Sheets, brother of Dutch Sheets. It's called Angel Armies. It's been a very, very good book for me to read. Um, there's a lot of declarations in the back of the book. If, if you're looking for ways to pray in this hour, to, you know, there's one verse that really spoke to me, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment, it's in Psalm 10320, but man, it really spoke to me about how we're to speak to our situations and our circumstances. I'll make sure I'm looking through my notes just for a moment, make sure I'm not missing anything I, I want to share with you out of my notes. Um, his, his disobedience cost him the promised land. I want to... I want to take a moment, and I want you just to be in prayer with me. I'm going to pray at this very moment. Um, we may do some things like this, make some declarations. But in this very moment, I want to pray for us to, to come out of agreement with lies that the enemy has bombarded to us. Do you all believe that the enemy is feeding our minds with lies and fears i mean it's it's so obvious right but it but but it, but when you're in when you're in that moment and those darts and those arrows are flying at you everything that's happening it it feels like it's it's really real and it is real but it's like we're losing signal we can't hear him for some reason because we're distracted or whatever it might be we're our focus, like Peter, you know, he's looking at Jesus and he's walking on water and then he looks down and what happens? He sinks, right? Our eyes have to be fixed on Jesus Christ. We have to be fixed on Him. And we've got to, we've got to push away and push out all of the lies that the enemy is trying to put within us. He, the, the, the enemy wants to bring division. Not only just in among the body of Christ, but within the country. As we can see, you made reference to it with all the riots and all the things that are going on in our world, our nation. Uh, fear and hatred are huge in our country. So we're not to go striking at that. We need to be speaking to that. Speaking to this, this craziness of this hour. Speaking life. Not speaking death, but speaking life over our city, over Nashville, over Mount Juliet. Speaking life over your situation. Speaking life into the darkness. Speaking life into your mountain. Who is our source? Who? God is our source, right? He's my source. He is our source. I can't get distracted with worry and fear. I, I, I mean, I just can't. I refuse to live my life. I have to walk in faith. I have to walk in obedience. I have to walk and trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus. Trust and obey. Oh man, that's a good word. Trust and obey. <clears throat> I want to just lead us in a prayer. And if this 
whatever lies have been bar- have been bombarding you, just come out of agreement with those. I'm going to try to be sensitive to the Lord and 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 just imagine and pray and hear from from the Lord any lies that that maybe you've been struggling with. Father, we come out of agreement with lies that the enemy would put in our hearts. Well, we might as well just get on out of here. We might as well, we, if this is what it's going to, I'm just ready to go on and be with Jesus. Father, we come out of agreement with that mentality that we're defeated as your sons and as your daughters, that this is never going to change, that things are never going to get better. Father, bring us to a place that, Lord, whether by life or by death, that, Father, we're faithful to follow you, Jesus. We need, Holy Spirit, the boldness that only you can give us. A heavenly boldness, Father. Father, fill us up with your boldness, with your power, with your glory, with your mercy. Mm. God, remove wrong thinking from our minds. And Lord, we repent of spoken words that would look like we're striking at that rock. We repent of wrong motives or wrong methods or wrong thoughts, Father, of how to fix where we're at. We're in a place we've never been before. We're walking in new ground. So, Father, help us to align up with your word, to speak out your word, to speak the word. You've created the world by the spoken word, Father. We're saying to people Right now in homes that are hurting, maybe it's mentally, maybe maybe it's physically, Lord, maybe maybe they're right here right now and you're hurting in some way. I speak the word to you right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Pain be gone in the name of Jesus. Fear, I forbid you in the name of Jesus to shackle my brothers and my sisters any longer. You're trespassing. You're trespassing. And Father, we say, let let faith arise that comes from you, Lord. Let faith arise. Lord, let, let faith just pour out over us today, Lord. Not just today, but Lord, even 10 days or 20 days or even a year or longer, Lord. Someone comes across this message. Lord, let them know that you are a now God. You are a now God. You're not just a yesterday God. Lord, you are a now God. So, Father, we walk in what you've called us to walk in. We are your sons. We are your daughters. We are co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Bless you, O oh God. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Mm. I've got some some more verses that... that I want to just kind of uncover, um, and it all relates to this speaking and, and declarations. And, and uh, in Isaiah 59, if you read verse 15 through 19, I'm not going to read that whole passage, but if you go into that passage, it reminds me of the, the armor of God in Ephesians. I, it just kind of, I never actually have noticed that before. There's elements of that, that passage that makes me think about Ephesians chapter 6, the armor of God. Larry, I can't tell you 
I don't even remember how I came across this verse or why this resonated in me. But as you know, as you're preparing, God just he'll bring things to you. And there's a verse here about when the enemy comes in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him, the enemy. Boy, I had to go look up standard. Lord, what is that word in the Hebrew? What's that word mean in the concordance? To flee, to escape, take flight. But my favorite one is this. To cause, to disappear. Hide. Lord, we raise up a standard right now. We raise up a standard against the enemy. Over your people, O God. Father, I'm removing the targets off of us right now. I am removing the targets because I am raising a standard against the enemy over Abundant Life Church and beyond. Father, we raise a standard for the United States of America. We raise a standard, oh God, against the enemy who would try to come in like a flood who has been coming in like a flood. We raise a standard right now, Father. We raise it by faith, oh God. We raise that standard and say, oh God, hide us. Oh Lord, hide us. Make us disappear. <laughs> Make us disappear. As in Psalm 91, in, under the shadow of your wings, oh God, we are being hidden in that quiet, secret place. I call you into the secret place today. I call you into the Word of God today. I call you to turn your TV off. At least for a little while. And get into the presence. Turn your worship music on. Get in your closet. Make an altar in your home. Be the light. Be the light. Be the love. Be the hope. Be the order. In the chaos, in the fear, in all that's going on, you be founded upon the rock of Christ Jesus. He is our solid rock. And it's in Him that we have our hope, we move and have our being. It is in Christ alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. In Psalm 107. <laughs> Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Man, come on. Have you been redeemed? Last night I came in. It was at the hotel. Hannah was practicing over her song. I said, go get in the car. She shut the door. and She's practicing her song at about 11 o'clock last night. And I was at the front desk. And this young man had tattoos all over at the hotel. And I tried to witness. I tried to offer to pray for him. He shut me down. I came back again. I tried to. I said, "Can we talk about spiritual things?" And he just kind of snickered at me. You know, he was trying to avoid me. I could tell. Like I came back by, and he said, "Sorry, I'm gone for the moment." I I just knew this guy's avoiding me. Right? I lingered. <laughs> Say linger. Sometimes it's good to linger. I lingered. We talked for probably 45 minutes about the Lord. He's a professed atheist. 
but has Southern Baptist roots. I said, well, that, I've got those same kind of roots, my brother. Started telling him about all these miracles that I saw this past year. Power evangelism. Sometimes you don't have to be overly smart to win someone to Christ. You just carry within you the hope of glory. And say, Lord, this is, I can't fix this man. Lord, this is you. This is your son. That's, that's, he's, he's that little lamb that's out there wandering and he's lost. But we call him in right now. His first initial is K. We call in K into the kingdom of God. We call him out of darkness. You see how I'm making these declarations? And we call him into your marvelous light today, Jesus. Out of darkness, Kyle. And into your marvelous light. Mm. Yes, Jesus. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hannah doesn't even know it, but I got to tell him some of her story. And it really, I could see his wheels were turning and he, he wanted to hear more. And, it, and that's the testimony. That's the power of the testimony. When you're sharing the gospel, share your story. Tell what the Lord has done in your life. No one can argue with you about what Jesus has done in your life. And if they do, they're foolish. But you speak what God has done for you. Let the redeemed, that's us that have received Christ in our life. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. I challenged the men. I said, I want you to pray for 200 people the rest of this year. Pray for 200 people. They kind of looked at me. <laughs> pray for 800 if that's not enough. Pray for three a day. Pray for four a day. Wherever you're at, gas station, the grocery store, wherever you're at. You don't have to go hold their hand. Just speak to them. Hey, can I pray for you about anything? Let the Holy Spirit... Flex that muscle, that spiritual muscle. Flex it. We get strong by walking in it. Stepping into these waters we're not familiar with. You'll, you'll never have more joy than when you're speaking life to someone who is an unbeliever. We've got too many unbelieving believers out there. We need some unbelieving believers to become true believers who walk in the power of God, walk in the truth of God, come out of all this deception and this goofiness that Jesus did that then, but he no longer does it today. Man, don't tell me that. I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people get healed. Hundreds. And it's not even about me. It's about what God can do through little Oh, me. Oh, I got to tell y'all a story, Phil. Mm. Twelve-year-old girl in Lake Village, Arkansas. The men, I had to tell this with them the other night. This is one of my favorite stories. Twelve years old. We're at the food line. She offers me a drink of water. It's at the end of it. It's like we may have, maybe we have 30 minutes, 45 minutes left, and she's offering me a drink of water, and, and I take it, and, and the Holy Spirit nudges me and says, in a thought, Ask her to come help you. I said, uh, sweetheart, I said, have you ever prayed for anybody before? <laughs> she says, I learned how to bless my food two weeks ago. <laughs> now get this. She's a volunteer for Convoy. Her family is there. Single mom. I didn't see a father. I think I think it was a single mom kind of family situation. Don't go to church. A volunteer, a church family had invited this unchurched family to come to get into the river. 
This little girl got right there beside me. She's watching me. She's studying me. We're praying for people as they're coming through the line. See, when I pray for people, I interview them after I pray for them. Can you tell me anything, anything's changed? Anything's different? I'm, I'm investigating. Is there anything happening? And then we give God praise for when something is happening in their life. So she's watching all that. And then finally this lady pulls up and I, I just knew. It's a knowing. I said, okay, are you ready? She said, I'm ready. I said, I'm going to help you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what to say and everything. You just be that vessel. She's like, okay. So we asked the lady how we could pray for her. And the lady says, I've got pain in my shoulder. So I have the young girl. I said, just, just pray. Just speak to that. Say, pain be gone, shoulder be healed. I mean, it's just that simple of a prayer. She says it. I let her say the prayer. She says the prayer. I said, now ask her how it feels. The lady starts to move her shoulder. Now, I want you to get this part of the story. In disbelief, the lady said, I was scheduled for surgery this upcoming week. I have no more pain in my body. Can I tell you something about this young 12-year-old girl? She began to chase cars down that were trying to leave without being prayed for. She was chasing them down the parking lot, waving them down, saying, please don't leave. We want to pray for you. She had never prayed for anyone before. That is what discipleship looks like. It's a demonstration of the kingdom of God. Does that sound like a boring thing to do? I mean, think about it. We, we want to be the hands of Jesus, the feet of Jesus, the mouthpiece of Jesus, right? Man, she'll never be the same. She's ruined for Jesus. She's ruined in the best of ways. Amen. Y'all give the Lord praise. Amen. Praise God. That's what I love to see. I love to see people come alive, to open up, to come alive to the things of God. Mm. And Psalm 107, 2, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others he has redeemed you from your enemies. In Psalm 34, verse 7, and the angel of the Lord encamps around all around those who fear him and delivers them. That word in camp means to pitch a tent, to abide, to watch. Roundabout, it means to revolve around. Angels are revolving around. When we speak these words, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Rescues them. Draws them out of a victory. Strips away. Now here's my favorite verse from the book. Angel armies. I don't know why I've never noticed this verse, but I just haven't until I read the book. Psalm 103.20. The Lord has established his throne. This is verse 19. In heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. That word heeding in the Hebrew is Shema, to come to attention like a soldier. Angels heed what? What are they heeding? The voice of what? The voice of whose word? God's word. They're snapping to attention. They're coming to attention to perform, to do the word of God. Now, when I say speak to your mountain, guess what? 
Angels are backing you up. When you speak to your mountain the very word of God. We have the angelic host on our side. I want to pep talk you today, church, because we need a good pep talk. Amen. <laughs> hey, we win. We win. We're not defeated. The enemy only has a third of the demonic. The fallen angels. But we have two-thirds, and we have Jesus Christ, who didn't stay in the grave. He came out of the grave to give us hope, to give us life, to give us healing. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. I know it can be easy to get to. Don't get discouraged. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And I speak to every financial situation in the room and I say finances be healed right now. I say opportunities open up right now. Give my brothers and sisters in Christ this day their daily bread, their provision, Father. Speak that prayer over your life every day. The Lord's Prayer. Give me this day my daily bread. Seek Him. He is our source. He's all of our source. We look to Him, the maker of heaven and earth. Hmm. I want to read some verses, and I'm, these are going to be like prayers and declarations. So y'all just kind of move into a time of, it's, it's like a time of prayer in this next little section of scriptures. In Isaiah 9, 2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Oh, God, let that come to pass today. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Y'all see that? Can you see that? Try to go there. Try to see people coming into his light. Try to imagine with me what the Bible is saying. Lord, show us this is happening. That, Lord, people are coming out of darkness and they are beginning to walk in a great light as your light shines upon them. In Psalm 107... 14, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands apart. Lord, we come into agreement with your word, Father. We want to see it. Father, may your angels back us up as we say and broke their bands apart. Lord, let deception be broken today, Father. Let hatred be broken today. Lord, let fear be broken today, Lord. Father, let lack be broken today, Father. We speak life. We speak provision over our circumstances. And Lord, we receive the grace to walk through any suffering. We receive your grace, oh God. We receive your mercy. You're a God of many attributes. So God, we know that. We trust you, oh God. First Peter 2, 9. You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Of course, he's speaking to his people, the Israelite people, people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Lord, we pray that that word, oh God, would hit us like a hammer today out of darkness and into your marvelous light, oh God. Father, may that word be for us, oh God, we pray. In Matthew 6, our Father in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In Romans 13, this word sounds so fitting for us today. Verse 11 through 14. To live like this is all the more urgent. For time is running out and you know it is a strategic hour in human history. What was my title of the message? You were born for this hour. It is time for us to wake up. For our full salvation. Save us. Heal us. Deliver us. Is nearer now than when we first believed. Night's darkness is dissolving away as a new day of destiny dawns. So we must once and for all strip away what is done in the shadows of darkness. Removing it like filthy clothes. And once and for all we clothe ourselves with the radiance of light as our weapon. Oh, wow. Let's be mirrors that reflect the light of heaven. It's got to be a light brighter than even the sunshine. We must live honorably, surrounded by the light of this new day, not in the darkness of drunkenness, debauchery, not in promiscuity and sensuality, not being argumentative or jealous of others. Instead, fully immerse yourselves into the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and don't waste even a moment's thought on your former identity to awaken its selfish desires. Everybody just take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath. Lord, we just breathe in the Word of God into our being. Father, let it be our nourishment today. Lord, let your Word come alive within us, O God. Father, we magnify your name. We exalt your name. We worship the name above every name. Jesus Christ. Mm. I want to ask a key question. It's a key question I ask when I'm sharing the gospel. If you, in this room, were standing before Jesus Christ, and he were to ask you, why? Why should I allow you into heaven? What would you tell him? How would you answer him? If your answer is, I'm a good person. If your answer is, I go to church. And if your answer is not, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. If your answer is not, I've repented of my sins and I've turned to Christ. I've received the forgiveness of my sins. I believe that Jesus died, he buried, and he rose again. 
And I profess Him as my King and as my Lord and as my Savior. If, if you gave any answer outside of the gospel, I want you to receive Christ today. Now, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Is there anybody in the room that would say, I don't really know how I would answer that question? Anybody? Just look me in the eye and say, I'm just not sure how I would answer that question. I'm not sure if, that, if I was prepared, if I'm ready. Anybody just not sure about where you stand with Christ? Okay. Anyone else? Anyone else? Are you interested? Want to know? Want to profess Him? Because I want to lead you in a prayer. But I want you to make sure you tell your pastor. Tell your pastor, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Be baptized. Jesus told Nicodemus, be born again. Born again by the Spirit. Hmm. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I've got one I'm looking at and talking to. Anybody else in the room before I pray? Anyone else? Okay. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. I receive your forgiveness made available to me by your precious blood that was shed upon the cross of Calvary. I believe that you died, that you buried, and that you rose again. I believe I need you in my life to rescue me, to save me. I desire to surrender my life for you, to walk in your goodness, to follow you. I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to be a follower of Christ. I profess you, Lord, Savior, and master of my life. Now baptize me, Holy Spirit, with your goodness, your mercy, your power, your giftings. And remove everything off of my life that would cause a hindrance. Any stronghold, Father, I say, take it right now. Take all strongholds off of my life. I renounce all darkness and I receive your marvelous light in my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for anyone in the room that, that needs prayer. And I'm going to practice social distancing. So if you want to just stand, you need specific prayer, we're just going to allow you to stand. I kind of covered some things early on, um, so there may not be uh, anything at this point. But I just want to offer that opportunity. You have any anything's going on. We've seen God touch people this week already. Stroke damage, God's working in that. Back pains, God's working in that. Okay? So just, if you would, either just stand or you can come and kneel. Whatever you feel comfortable doing. But if you need prayer, I want you just to stand right now. You want specific prayer, just stand right where you are. You can come down or you can just stay right where you are. It doesn't matter. Just keep standing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you know all things, Father. You know every situation, whether it be direction, whether it be finances, whether it be 
a complete healing that is needed. Lord, whether it be surrender, whether it be comfort, Lord, whatever it may be, Father, I don't have to touch these people. I don't have to put my hands on them. You told Moses to speak to that rock. So, Lord, I speak to their rock right now. I speak to your circumstances. And I remind you to speak to your circumstances. You speak to your circumstances. You speak the word of God. You raise that standard up against the enemy. So, Lord, I just say lift fear right now off of anyone that's walking in it, Lord. Lift it. Lift any hatred, any bitterness, Lord, any unforgiveness. Lord, just begin to lift these things off of your people today, Father. Bless your people, oh God, your sons and your daughters. Lord, free them right now of the shackles that would try to keep them enclosed and entangled, oh God. Clothe them in the power of your resurrection, oh God. I just say be healed. Philippians 1 6, he who began a good work in you, bring it to completion. That good work, that, that healing that's begun in you, I say be done. Be complete in the name of Jesus, lacking nothing. Better than where you were before you ever got sick in the first place. Stronger than you were when you were sicker. Before you were even sick. Stronger now. Better now. Father, you know all things. Lord, just minister right now, Father. Touch them, Lord. I say the pain, if you're, if you're having pain in your body, I say go right now. You speak to your pain. You say go in the name of Jesus. Body be healed in the name of Jesus. Power be upon me. Finances be healed. Fears be gone. If I haven't touched on what you need, you don't have to speak it out loud if it's something that's kind of private, but speak it to the Lord, you and Him. Just speak them. Declare that. Restore. We have a God who is a recoverer. He recovers, He restores, He renews, He delivers, He heals, He saves. He's a now God. He's an on-time God. So, Father, do do an unexpected thing right now for some that are saying, some that are doubting. Some that are doubting, I say, Lord, no, no more doubts, no more unbelief. We forbid doubts and unbelief. No more, Lord. I forbid it right now, Lord, doubts and unbelief. I say no more to you. Even those of you that may be just, I can't, it's not me. He's talking about somebody else. I'm speaking to you right now. No more doubts, no more unbeliefs. We serve a now God, a living Savior. And you and your family are sons and daughters of King Jesus if you have professed Him as Lord of your life. So come, Holy Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, To clothe your people in your resurrection power. That they will walk in the power of your resurrection. That they will be bold. Everybody say bold. Father, we want to be bold for you and for your kingdom, Lord. We want to be wise and sensitive to others and where they're at. Not be condemning or looking down upon anyone that that may not be where we are. We love our brothers. We love our sisters, oh God. We respect the laws of the land. But, Lord, we want to be bold, even if it's just speaking the word from our living room. We speak the word. We declare the word in Jesus' holy and mighty name. Amen and amen. Pastor, I'm going to turn it over to you, brother.
Thank you, Witt. The, the July issue of Kernels of Truth hasn't went out yet, has it? Is entitled The Energetic Working of God. And I only say that because what you have been exposed to this morning is the energetic Word of God. And it's not just something that we we give mental assent to, although we do. It's not just something that we gather up intellectually, although we do. But it's the energetic working and word of God that you've received from God's servant today that will not cease working when we walk out of here. And we're going to carry it with us and God's energy will continue to work within us. And so we're grateful for God's word. We're grateful for the anointing, anointed spoken word of God's word. And I just pray that whatever it is that you need and whatever it is uh, that you desire, that that energy from God that you've received from wit, being obedient to God today, will continue to work in you. Again, Philippians 1.6. And our lives will be changed for the better. Amen?